Sliding in your Tuesday like a creepy on the sliding into your DMs. It's Don Pimple Podcast coming back to you. Episode number 54. Welcome, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday. It's two pizzas for one price all over town. But you know what? Snuggle in here and put me in your ear. Straight from my brain into your drain. Open up your ear holes. We've got a lot of things to cover, including the next game from Stern. Mother Grip of Pinball plus Centaur News. New Halloween code updates. I got uh, all that and more requests from you. To me, coming up right now. It will be. It will be. Have you guys heard about that new game, Stirred Pinball? Well, you're quite the bully when you want to be, aren't you, Parker? Problem is, Eddie Brock isn't the same guy he once was. Why don't we introduce you to our better half? We call ourselves Venom. Oh my goodness, your favorite symbiote and mine. Venom has been released. Well, it's it's not been released. It's been revealed officially by the folks down there in Chicago, those nutty guys down there. Stern Pinball, their next cornerstone game will be Marvel's Venom in some form or another. That's all we got. We got a short little teaser video. I was wiping the sleep eaters out of my eyes this morning, and I looked over and I saw people making comments already. Watch the video. Quick little teaser. Just going to give you some uh, images of... Uh, some enemies that have occurred within the Venom universe, kind of going through what looks like the Marvel Cinematic Universe logo for a movie about to start, and then a stern pinball, you guys, hosting soon. I love that. That's better than shaking, not stirred, I think. So, hosting soon, because Venom is a, a parasitic host on Eddie Brock in the Spider-Man universe, it's coming out, and we have some more news and confirmations that have coming out later in the day that I'm going to reveal to you now, if you haven't seen them anywhere else. So, the day that we're going to get the details will be also a Tuesday, but not this Tuesday. Well, it's just, that, that's fine, everything. So they're going to do the distributor call in the morning, it seems like, on Tuesday, and then later on on Tuesday, these are going to be released. The way Stern really does that, um, if you pay for their super subscription service, you get first dibs to try to get one of those LEs, the limited editions, straight from the website. Otherwise, it'll be contact your distributor, and uh, you won't have to wait for too terribly long. Now, do you want to play this game? Are you in the greater Los Angeles area? Because down at San Diego Comic-Con, starting on the 20th, you'll be able to play potentially venom on site that's been that's been what we've been hearing now i haven't seen any official confirmation you know stern pinball releasing hey everybody get on down here and get your flipper hands on these grubby buttons but uh, I would imagine that that would happen. There's also a panel discussion that's scheduled in the official Comic-Con schedule, schedule uh, <laughs> where they're going to be talking about uh, the development of this game, it seems like. It's called Into the Pinverse uh, with Stern Pinball and a hitherto unreleased game, which is now this one. So... We know that. The other thing we know, cash money, prices. So prices have not changed from Foo Fighters is what I'm hearing from the distributors that I've been talking to. So that means that a pro Venom will still cost you $6,999, 7K to y'all on the street um, for that game, for the pro. Uh, premiums will be, oh gosh, what are they running? Uh, $97.99 or something, nearly ten grand, and then probably around thirteen with tax and shipping for the limited edition. They haven't released the numbers yet, um, but they will be doing that on that conference call. Distributors are going to get their orders in, and they get confirmation on how many they'll, they'll be getting. So if you're dead set diehard venom and you want a limited edition to start calling the distributors now so you can get one i kind of have a feeling that 85 percent of the people that are in the market for that did that 
six months ago, <laughs> but there's probably still time if you really know that, okay, now that it is Venom, you want to get one, go get one. Otherwise, you know, the premium guys like me, I'm probably going to slide right in there. So when are you going to get your game? Well, I'm glad you asked, listener, because at the end of August, the pros are going to be run. The pros that'll be going out to the location operators first, get this game out in the public. It'll be the first game that the majority of people have access to go play. That will be followed up the next month in mid-September with limited editions. Now, if they stick with the same numbers, we're looking at a thousand of those. Stern can crank those out in a week and a half, barring any decal issues like Foo Fighter had. And then uh, the premiums will follow then at the end of September. Now, based on sales and and based on orders, they'll decide when they're going to do the subsequent run. Uh, there was that opening up in December for something. So did they create that hole just so they go back and put more pros and premiums on the line? Probably. So <laughs> if you want to get in on the first run, start calling now. If you want to try to get an LE from straight from Stern, go ahead and do that. But you have to sign up for their uh, subscription service. That really doesn't offer much else that I can see. Uh, or get in with your distributor right now. Otherwise, premiums and pros. Let's see this. Now, I'm not seeing a lot of the uh, you know raptured fanitude around this game that I've seen from others. I don't know if that's because this is a Brian Eddy game. It is not Keith Owens' next game. And it's not Jack Danger's next game. So there's not like the hype train behind Venom. Plus, we've kind of known about this game for a while. It's been very strongly rumored. I'm expecting this, though, to play great. I want something that's better than Mandalorian, please. Um, but otherwise, I'm unless it totally looks like roasted hot garbage... Um, I'm planning on, on getting one of these, you know, I'll flip it for a few months and then we'll go from there. Uh, but mod community, get ready. Diddy pinball. Come on, get something going. Maybe another roulette wheel for this one. All right. So that's venom. That's the venom news as we know it now. When is it coming at the end of August? When can you play it this month? Like next week, when are we going to have more details? Tuesday. So have your tacos today and subsequent tacos next week. Moving on to Centaur, the two-wheeled wonder, right? The the retro release of this 40-year-old game from Haggis Pinball in the frozen tundra of Australia. I, I don't know my geography of Australia that well. Do they have tundra there? Um, they probably have an animal named a tundra, and it probably has a pouch, I'm guessing. And it's probably the most venomous tundra animal you will ever find. But we have new news and speculation from Centaur. So, my friend and yours, Mr. Kerry Hardy, the patron saint of pinball YouTube, he did a long interview over an hour with Damien, the man of the luscious locks uh, from Australia there, uh, from Haggis Pinball, asking him the really hard questions that we've all been wondering, like... Are there employees at this company? What sort of building is this company in? Is this still a company? Where's the games? Is it one a week or what? So we got confirmation and some answers straight from the main and tail guy's mouth about, uh, you know, how many employees do they have? Answer 12. Uh, as far as building machines, how many machines are they making in, I don't know, a day? One is what they're telling us. Uh, on average, about 24 machines a month. Not terrible. Certainly better than my pinball company is producing. Um, but, you know, they build a quality machine from what I can tell, although I've heard mixed things and little whispers of issues that have popped up. Name me a pinball game that hasn't. I'll wait. Uh, so uh, making about 24 games a month, they're projecting to be through the production of Fathoms by the end of the year is what they just said. Now, they've said that before and haven't delivered. So that's where we're all a little bit, you know, we're, we got our sugar cubes made of salt that we're taking this information with. But that would mean with... Uh, 
August, September, October, November, December, five months left, 25 games a month, around 125 to 150 games left to make, which, oh, look, that's right in the middle of the, the total number of fathoms, right? That mermaid game. They're very pretty, uh, you know, almost like 1960s inspired scuba diving, you know, single level death uh, to divers game, right? We all seen Fathom. We know it. All right. So people that are waiting on Fathom, uh, go ahead and get your orders in for Centaur if you want them. Um, they're supposed to come by the end of the year. Will they? We don't know. The future will tell us, Marty. The future. This is how many they have to make. This is how many they're making. And this is where you're going. Hill Valley 2055. Maybe that will be the date that all the Fathoms will be delivered. We currently do not know. But Centaur is scheduled from Mr. Haggis to go into production in January. You know, we've heard of that. Uh, why doesn't he just, you know, jump on the live and walk us around the factory? Well, he alluded to that, too. Um, and he kind of took to the excuse that it takes a while to make video production. That's time away from building games. Totally understandable. But you know what takes no time? Flipping on the old Facebook Live and walking around. Or while you're working, you know, or you go, go on a Macker's run, come back with some Quarter Pounders or some Royales, whatever they're known as locally. Um, and then you walk around, munch your cheeseburger, have some munch and lunch, and then look around and show us around the factory. So we have an update on, oh, look, here's machines going out. Here's a bunch waiting for a trailer. They almost have a full container. Uh, this one's going out air freight, something, you know, then that would instill the confidence in us. I don't think there's any problems with your production schedule. One game a day, <laughs> one game a day. Oh, strike that from the record there. One game a day is totally appropriate when the total run is 250, right? You know, so then you're you will spend the balance of a year, you know, with some issues that crop up getting through your production. That's fine. If he was making 5,000 of these, one game a day would be atrocious. So you're not losing support because of how quickly you're building them. You're losing support because you're not keeping us updated, you know. You know, when I buy a game, I want to know roughly ballpark. When can I expect to have this? Is it going to be a year? Is it going to be two years? Is it going to be third quarter of next year? And then as the quarters go by, maybe do just a quarterly update. Hey, everybody, here's where we are. Here's how many we've made. Here's how many we have left to go. I don't think you're going to lose anything by being transparent at that level. He was saying that he wants to keep the numbers close to the vest because that's what everybody does. Sure, Stern Pinball does that. They're not going to release exact numbers of what they're making other than something that's limited, but they'll also release that the games are on the line being made, put into boxes, so you can speculate. You know, you know you're going to get a game from them. They have that track record. For a brand new company, though, it, it's important that we know, you know kind of where we are. If they all sold out, who cares if you say what number you're at so we can follow the production? I mean, I don't know that there's any kind of like industry secret that you need to protect by letting us know, like, hey, we're on game number 75. So if your game's number 115, you have about you know two to three months to wait, and you can expect to get that letter for final payment, and, you know, helps us budget. So give us that, buddy. Um, you know, call me, talk to me, let me know, give me some information because I'm still within this space, this pinball buying space where I, I'm a potential customer of yours. You know, I like old games too. Um, and Centaur does look very fabulous, okay? Um, and it always has. And it, I'm sure it's going to play well. The other thing, though, <laughs> is the value discussion, right? This is a game that is $10,000 to start with, US, up to $17,000 for the top trim level. And why such a spread there, guys? Why $7,000 more for your top-end level centaur? What does the game have near as I can figure watching the videos that have been released there are art blades okay fine you know decals that go on the inside of the cabinet you know 100 150 dollars sometimes 89 uh, depending on if they're foil or not whatever not seven thousand dollars um 
There's an acrylic topper that does have some accoutrement on it. Looks like someone went down to Spencer's at the mall and got one of those, you know, kind of lightning pattern light up things. It's cool. I dig it. But like, you know, those are $49. Uh, so, you know, where's a $7,000 coming from? There's an airbrushed leather jacket and a helmet. And I have remarked before that the helmet is probably to protect you from getting a head injury when you get beat up for wearing a centaur leather jacket out in public. Just purely speculation on my part. But wouldn't it be better instead of charging $7,000 for some stickers, something from Spencer's at the mall, and then the leather jacket and helmet, that you go ahead and put the leather jacket and helmet in your web store. And maybe the people that that went in on your limited edition of 50 uh, Centaur high-level games, maybe they get first dibs at going to buy that $250 jacket or, or what is, you know, whatever it is, you know. But, like, to say, like, we want to kind of twist the knife on the collector and try to milk the money out of them. In, in fact, we're going to milk enough money out of them that they can go buy a Venom off the line next month um, <laughs> in order to get the acrylic topper and the art blades and the leather jacket. I don't know, man. Come on. What am I, what am I missing here? I've seen the same thing from our friends over there at American Pinball with their, you know, Galaxy Edition, Signature Edition of Galactic Tank Force, where it looks exactly like the limited edition, but for $6,000 more, it comes with a thermos and a banner and 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 a 3D translight, whatever that means. I don't see $7,000 of value there. What is going on, you guys? I mean, hey, I respect the hustle. If you can get somebody to bitch out $6,000 just so they can say they have that top-end edition and you can get it, Man, go get your money, girl. No hate in the game. Um, but I'm just not seeing... Uh, There's not something that I would do. Not something that I think a reasonable consumer would do either. So a little strange. So it's a very long interview. So I, I, was, I was in and out throughout the morning as I tried to dry the sleep from my eyes and the sweat from my brow. But there were some nuggets in there, and there's some great FaceTime with Damien, which we all love. Man, I wish I had locks like that let's move on to something else let's move on to something creepy let's move on to the new code update for spooky pinballs halloween spooky pinballs john comperter's halloween has a huge code update that just dropped i was doing a live stream last week my friday night tacular right and then here entering the chat spooky pinball this popped in there oh hey by the way uh new code is dropping for halloween like right now all right okay bye love you and then they're out again was, was, was the most amazing thing i've seen in a live stream that i have done so I have since put that code in my machine, and I'm having some difficulty here, friends. If I could be candid, you know, get close to the campfire. Let me speak softly into your ears. I have a, a problem. I have I have pinball machines coming in down the road, uh, and they outnumber the number that I have room for now. And so at some point, it's prudent to then take a game that you've loved and let it go to somebody else. And so when I look at my games, the game that I've had the longest, about two years, uh, the game that if I had to sell any of them right now, which one would I sell? It would be Halloween. Not because I, I hate the game, but because there's finite space, you know, unless I start putting things upstairs, which I've already got a hard no uh, from the little woman about. So in order to maintain in intestinal integrity of the household, something's got to go. So Halloween has been has been uh, up on the block to be posted, haven't quite come through yet, but then they come through with this huge code update, man, and I'm playing through this thing. Uh, you know, I, I put it in there, and there's a lot of new th content that came through in that 
that game from this. I'm seeing new animations and displays on the LCD screen. I'm seeing new lighting patterns. There's a cool little flipper effect that starts, you know, when you're, when you're first starting a game. When the ball is coming up from that subterranean elevator out of the subway, it'll give a couple of flicks, kind of like how the flipper on uh, you know, Simpsons Pinball Party would do that before it launches out for that upper flipper, you know, just to tell you, like, hey, guy, something's going to be going on down here, and if you don't react, uh, Michael's going to kill you. So that was really cool, seeing that. And then going through the option menu, I saw that there was an option to toggle that on and off. So that's interesting. I had the best game on there that I've ever had. I set a new grand champion, 34,750,000 or so. Uh, I had a fantastic playthrough on that game, got the extra ball. I was seeing new animations pop up when you hit uh, the, the grave site, that grave shot. Um, so it's just, just uh, a lot of cool integration went into there. And they're telling us that there's more to come. So thank you so much, Spooky Pinball, for not abandoning us after you've made the game. All these games are sold 1250 they were all sold they're out there they're not going to make any more of them but what they're doing is they're coming back and they're adding new code via updates for free from the internet that are putting new content into the game so thank you for doing that but it makes my decision even harder. Like, what am I going to do to free up some space here? Now, I, I can move things around and accommodate, but at, at some point, it's going to get a little ridiculous if I don't learn how to let go, right? So, uh, you know, I guess it's a good problem to have, right? Um, the game that I have that... I would most likely sell is the one that's getting updated very frequently. There was a Foo Fighters update also. Um, just had some bug updates with the Overlord and this, and this little finger locks and things. Nothing really noticeable. But this Halloween code, if you have not played Halloween recently, go seek out one on location and see if it has the newly updated code and go try playing it. Or better yet, if you know somebody that has one in their home environment, you can come and play it there. Like, go and play it. You know, experience this game. Put a couple of games through there and see some of the new effects and, and, and new LCD uh, accoutrement that they put on there. Um, and let me know what you think, man, because Halloween, Halloween be kicking. Man, I got it on right now. I'm looking at the guy over there. It's got the pumpkin I put up on there, the mini play field I hung on the wall, some other stuff I got from Spirits Halloween. Um, and so I'm, I'm digging Halloween again, and now I'm conflicted. Like, what do I do with this thing? Let's move on to a new topic. If anybody, I'm going to put this out there. This is a request from Don's Pinball Podcast. If you see or come across a punny factory that is on location, go check it out, go play it, and then give me your feedback. I've been hearing whisperers of some play field issues, and so there's some photos posted recently. I haven't seen these from anybody else, though, so I wonder if there's a widespread problem with some grittiness to the, the, the clear coat finish or some of the graphics coming up on some of the inserts. I don't know. The pictures I saw I was a little bit concerned about, but then talking to other people that I do know that have come across them, they haven't run into similar issues. So, um, you know, I, I spoke with the person that had these issues. I spoke a little bit with Andrew of a pinball adventures and i'm trying to kind of sort everything else and see like how much there is there so my only request right now i'm not gonna really comment on it but if you see one out in the wild go play it and if you notice any play field issues let a brother know man um and i'll just we'll just let's put that out there to pass on let's get to something else the big green man the big green lizard guy the godzilla machine right they got the new topper that unlocked the king of the monsters boss rush timed mode well i am happy to say i have completed it that happened this morning 
Give me some air horn vuvuzela for that, man. That's awesome. So my homeboy and yours, uh, Joel Engelberth, over there on Flipping Out with Friends. He's also one of the Triple Drain dudes. Um, go pick yourself up one of their T-shirts or their uh, lunch boxes. Uh, but he just did an interview with Mr. Goat, Mr. Keith Elwin, designer of, among other things, Godzilla. And so he's got a great video up there. It's over an hour long. Really talks about Keith and going into his process and like where he's working now, where his uh, his studio at home is, uh, his studio at work, you know, and and. What goes into the process of designing things uh we were able to get some information from there but the one thing i wanted to comment on is joel has mentioned that he's been to the same place with this timed mode that i have been and that is when you have to hit that last shot which is in the scoop to end the mode he ran out of time and that's been my problem too so this King of Monsters mode, it's a boss rush. You can start it from a new game, either paid or on home team and free play. You get five minutes, and you get to attack the four main monsters simultaneously, which is fun. You know, you go hit the ramps to, to score hits against Gigan, while you're also hitting Megalon targets at the same time. Or Thunder Lizard, whatever that other guy's called. You know, as you hit a spinner, that can also be, you know, a target for one of the other monsters. And so you're getting Ebera and one of his compatriots like, at the same time. So it's fun to play with five minutes and unlimited balls, you know, see if you can kill all the monsters and get all the shots. Whichever time remains goes to the second mode. And that's when you battle uh, Gigan in a multi-ball mode. And you have whatever time is left over to hit about 20 different shots on the play field. It's fast and it's frantic. And it's hard to keep looking up and down and try not to lose, the, you know, the multi-balls um but when you hit them all which whatever time you have left you just have to hit the scoop <laughs> and 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 i was i was killing it man I, in less than two minutes i had killed all the four monsters i was just flying through there my shots were like laser guided missiles man and so i had three minutes going into the final mode got all the shots and i had over a minute left to just hit the dang scoop and i sent about 20 balls flying straight toward it Every one of them bricked. Every last one, poof, did not go in. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? I played the best that I'm probably ever going to play in this game. I have a full minute, and I can't hit the dang scoop shot. It was killing me. Three seconds left. Boom, I managed to put it straight in there, right down the throat, ending the game. Played a little cool scene where uh, Godzilla's hugging on to... Uh, what Jet Jackson, Jet Jaguar, that guy walks off into the sunset game over. So that was fun. So I did it. So my question is, number one, did I beat Joel Engelberth to beating this mode or not? Or did he do the same thing you know, today uh, of a friendly competition with him? That'd be uh, you know, fun to find out about. Uh, but the other thing to comment about is the interview with Elwin is really, really cool. I watched the whole thing while I was supposed to be working. Um, and there was a lot of cool comments in there. Now, we also found out. Uh, Keith Elwin's next game, which I'm going to call Jaws. It's rumored to be Jaws, but we have no confirmation that it's Jaws. So I'm just going to refer to his next game as Jaws. So Jaws is done as far as his input, the design, the layout. It's over in decoding where they're doing the rules and things now. So he's got a game finished. He is working currently on his next game. He's in the CAD phase right now. Um, probably, you know, Whitewood and, and designing shots and things uh, for a game to follow up. Jaws. So this man's going to keep going. Um, so we're expecting that. What we don't know is when it's coming out. He's been rumored to have said before that he does not have a game coming out this year. That would track. We got Venom coming out in August, September. There's a block of uh, time on the on the build schedule with Stern in December that nothing's filled in there. That may be where they run the rest of the pros and premiums from the second run of Venom. Um, so I don't think we're going to see Jaws drop then. But I think in February, March, 
would be reasonable. We're going to get our shark on or whatever theme it turns out to be. That seems fantastic. So go check out Joel and Flipping Out with Friends on YouTube and, uh, you know, give yourself a watch through that great video. And then when you're finished with that, there's an hour of Damien and his flowing red locks. How does he keep his hair so straight? I love it, man. Get at me at donspinballpodcast.gmail.com. I got t-shirts. I just got some coasters in too, man. Buy a t-shirt from me for $25 delivered. I will include some coasters for you to set your beverage on. Think of the coffee table. Also, join the Discord. Head over to the Facebook page. Hit like and please follow the Facebook page at Don's Pinball Podcast. I'm trying to build to a 1,000 so I can have a platform to stand with all of my friends. You, the people.